When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are just days away from kickoff. That means the KSR Football Podcast is back. Thanks to our friends at Justice Dental. I'm Nick Roush. Freddie Maggard in the building, along with one Adam Luckett. Uh, no Drew Franklin tonight. He's uh, living it up in Boston, the, the Windy City. So ha- having a heck of a time uh, up there with uh, Big Poppy and God knows what else. But we're excited to be here because this week, he kicks off the season, and Freddie, it feels like it's been such a long time coming. I don't know about you, but um, I saw some people arguing over season predictions today, and I was just like, "We just let's get to the damn games. We gotta, we we can't do this talking season anymore." I'm tired of listening to myself talk, so <laughs> I can only imagine what everybody else is going through. I'm I'm real. I'm like you. Let's just tee it up, see what we got, and go from there. Because I'm I'm done. I'm. I cannot talk anymore. Well, we, we got to bear with us for about 30 minutes. We can talk a little bit more uh, because week zero gave us a little bit of taste of what college football is going to bring us this fall. We got a new depth chart, and uh, there was some really exciting high school football games around the state of Kentucky, even though it, things got a little weird on Friday night. But first, I got to remind you about our friends at Justice Dental the proud presenting sponsors of the KSR Football Podcast, have been for three years now, Freddie? It's it's a long time coming, and they've been your one-stop shop for all your dental needs for a long time. Doc Thompson, Doc Justice, they'll hook you up, whether you need veneers, just your routine checkup, cavities, fillings, whatever it is. You need dental work, they got it done. Uh, They'll get it done at two of their convenient locations, one on Blazer Parkway and one on Wellington. You can call them or text them at 859-543-0700 or by visiting me at justicedental.com or just run into Doc Thompson Saturday outside Kroger Field. Just say, ah, and, and he'll, he'll, he'll know. <laughs> I wonder if he gets that a lot. Oh, like, yeah. I do it every time I see him. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, if you run into a vet with your dog. Like, hey, yeah. can you check my dog's paws real quick? Um, I It's kind of like when you see Adam Luckett, too, and you say, so uh, what was going on with the Ohio Bobcats on Saturday night? Oh, man. Curtis Rourke, my guy, got held out. So they, they dropped one. But tough break, but we'll get we'll get them back, Nick. We're not, we're not quitting the Bobs yet. Get Rourke back, sneaky team there in the back. So they actually, I think, host Iowa State here pretty soon. And if Rourke's back, I think they got a good chance to win that game. I really hope that we go to the Glass Bowl next year. I'm not confident that that will happen, but I would love to have a Mac road trip. Um, I was hoping. I, well, even, we're going to Akron, right? Is it Akron or Toledo? Yeah, we're going to Akron. With no Glass Bowl. 
I mean, oh gosh. LeBron I, James City. We've we've talked about this off air, Freddie, but look at now. We really just want to do like a Tuesday night in Bowling Green or something like that. Um, yeah. The problem is, is when Maxion is really rocking and rolling, it's a very uh, – there's a lot going on, whether it's Kentucky yeah. football, whether it's recruiting, whether it's Kentucky basketball in the month of November. So usually, uh, you know, we're not – we're not anxious to, to get out on a Tuesday and jet set to the middle of Ohio, but I would love to, to do some action, especially just some, uh, like one of those, one of those games where you can go in and out and like drink in the halftime, like they used to back in the old Commonwealth stadium days. Back in I think the they 90s. still do that at your Cardinal stadium Whoa. down the road, down the road from you, Nick. You yeah. Find I mean, on Friday, there's uh, Friday there in Atlanta. Okay, they're, not, they're not home. They're not. Yeah, that's right. That's right. My bad. Yeah, they're next they're week, on the road. Where they play uh, Tuesday. Something like that. That's what they, they play most of their games on weeknights. <laughs> it might as well be in the MAC. Um, but the Cats, they're going to get a little bit of MAC this weekend. Uh, I, we're we're going to save. So the way this is going to work for our listening audience during normal game weeks. We're going to use this Monday show as our sort of reactionary podcast. We're just basically going to spend the whole night talking about the game we watched on Saturday. Wednesday on 11 personnel, uh, look at now, we're going to dive deep into the next upcoming opponent um, and maybe a few uh, sh- you know, housekeeping things, some like real into-the-weeds nerd stuff because that's what we love to do, whether it's advanced stats, whether it's what Shane Beamer um, looked like a doofus against North Carolina. Um, and then on Friday, we're going to have the pigskin preview. That's going to come around at lunchtime where Luckett and I are going to give out some picks and just share some overall thoughts about the weekend slate. And uh, that, so that's going to be the kind of normal protocol of things. This week, it's, it's still a little bit different. So uh, briefly, Luckett, two things to keep an eye on with Ball State. Their tight end is one of their best players, and he's probably going to be a game-time decision. And – uh, also, Ball State announced their starting quarterback, and it's a guy who's 27 years old and has played for 17 different schools. And I'm only slightly exaggerating there. Yeah, Lane Hatcher was a walk-on Alabama, I believe, went to Arkansas State, then went to Texas State. Now he's at Ball State, so he's hitting all the states here. Mm-hmm. And he's same recruiting class as Devin Leary. So he's a super senior. He's played a lot of football. He's thrown for over 10,000 yards. But he was pushed um, in Ball State's fall camp. There's a true freshman quarterback, Caden Samansa, that they're really high on. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see two quarterbacks. But Hatcher's kind of a uh, typical air raid pocket passer. But Ball State really – Inexperienced at receiver. They're totally rebuilding that receiver. The strength of their offense is offensive line and tight end. If they don't have one of their two big guys at tight end, they, they could be in some trouble on Saturday. Uh, well, I, the thing that I, I hate to break it to Ball State, uh, I mean, they're the Cardinals. And, Freddie, we know what Mark Stoops says to Cardinals. I mean, it's just – it's ugly. It's real ugly. So, if it's it, – ooh, here's a question, Freddie. Who is Kentucky going to beat by more, the Louisville Cardinals or the Ball State Cardinals? I'm going to say the Ball State Cardinals. Uh, yeah, but people forget Kentucky has outscored Louisville by 35 points a game over the last four 
games. So yeah, and you remind us of that often, which I, I appreciate about you, Nicholas. Uh, well, he, I love yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I you know I, projecting MAC or mid-major teams in the opener is getting to be impossible because of the outgoing transfers, incoming trans. You don't know what they got. Yeah, you know, a large portion of their starters are too deep, or not a large portion, but some are transfers. They lost their quarterback to UCLA. No, I'm sorry, Illinois. Lost the running back to UCLA. I can't tell you who a receiver is. The tight end is good if he plays. He's pretty good. And that quarterback, you know, I read today it he's uh, uh, ranked second in the history of the Sun Belt in touchdown passes. You know, like Adam said, 10,000 yards. So he can spin it, but who's he going to throw it to? So it's yeah. going to be a good test for that Kentucky uh, pass defense. I'm looking forward to that. Well, and today we got our first look at the first depth chart of the season. And the secondary, there wasn't as many questions going into this as we expected when fall camp started um, because of the competition at cornerback. Uh, but Maxwell Harrison really took that thing over. Um, I did find it interesting, Adam, look at that. Uh, uh, we, we heard a lot of scuttlebutt about it, especially towards the end of fall camp. Uh, and then Mark Stoops started telling us that Ty Bryant, um, the true freshman from Lexington who used his COVID year last year, so they're kind of liking him to a, a red shirt because he's a, he's a year ahead developmentally, right. physically. Uh, but Ty Bryant, he did make the two deep. He's one of only three true freshmen that was on that two deep along with Kamari Anderson, which, I mean, they're just throwing all the tight ends on there at this point. Um, there's, it'd be weird to leave him out. Uh, and also Anthony Brown, Anthony Brown hyphen Stevens. He added a hyphen go. to his name. So we've got Anthony Brown Stevens, uh, who Drew Franklin is very high on. A lot of people are. Played very well. I was, I was getting that inkling back in June that this kid was going to be something special because of his – Workman's like mentality, his approach, his ability to pick things up quickly. But look at last year, a lot of freshmen in the mix. They're not going to be leaning on as many this year. Uh, but I guess I was kind of surprised to see Ty Bryan in the mix. But uh, he's been around the program so much, Freddie, and his dad played at UK that, you know, like it, it felt like he was bred to just step right into this thing and be ready to rock and roll. Yeah, his dad, Cisco, played receiver at Kentucky. He was before me. Good guy, great guy. He coaches there locally. But Ty Bryant, I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a very good athlete. He was probably as good as baseball player as he was football. Uh, but, but what Ty has kind of is consistent with what, uh, uh, you know, Jalen Geiger and some of those guys back there. He, he's very, very smart, very smart kid. And that translates over to the football field, Jordan Lovett, uh, et cetera. So uh, I'm not surprised to see Bryant in there. I, I'm glad for him. And uh, we'll see what he can do. But that 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 safety nickel group, I think, is going to be really good. I was surprised not to see Jansen Dunn on the two deeps. I guess so. Uh, that that was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, but the depth chart is what it is. Uh, yeah. Paul Paul Rodriguez hanging on there at two guard. Uh, that was a little bit of a surprise too. Uh, so yeah. We'll see how it goes. And that's that's the byproduct of losing Ben Chrisman. And yeah. um, he's out for the year. And the way that I like to look at it, because you mentioned there's there's that's two Ohio State transfers. With some of these big school guys, 
I feel like you're just kind of rolling the dice and hoping that 50% hit. Chrisman was going to be one of those that hit Luckett, and now he's not going to be a part of that equation. The jury's still out on Dunn, but I feel like with some of these Power 5 guys, it's just kind of a, you know, you don't know if they got lost in the sauce or if maybe they were a little overvalued or, you know, their evaluation got wrong by the recruiting services first go-around. Yeah, well, I think with Dunn, make a position switch. Obviously, he's played safety at Ohio State. He's going to play cornerback here. I think part of that goes to just how well Maxwell Hairston has performed, dating back to spring and dating back to fall camp. I think they've been really impressed with him. And in every open practice setting we've seen, Nick, he's been the clear top guy of that group. And so you got to give him some props there. It's true. And then I think I think at well, the interesting thing to me was that kind of that Sam spot. They had Afari and Wade, Keaton Wade, there. I think that what tells you if you know you're playing a 12 personnel team like Ball State could be with their two tight ends, um, Brady Hunt and uh, Tanner Kazil. That's those are the two or their three or four best players on offense. So if both those guys are healthy, you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. That's where a guy like Keaton Way could come in, and they can play with their their big base with two two edge guys. Where you maybe you see more kind of eleven personnel offenses with one tight end, you could see I think Afari play out there and kind of man the spot. And then when you get in more pass happy situations or against more pass happy offenses, I think you're going to see a more of a true nickel in there. Whether it's Andrew Phillips sliding down or if it's Jalen Geiger coming um, to play to play down at nickel, and that's like Freddie back back to the football IQ part of it, I think Geiger, he's like, you can make the argument. He's the top backup at three positions, free safety, strong safety, and potentially nickel. And they're going to use him all over the place. And he's going to have a starter snap count, even though he's maybe not with the ones on the first snap of the game, he's going to be a guy that plays a lot. And so for me, you've kind of got a tier, a nice tier at safety. So you've really got three guys there. And then I think on the defensive line, we saw some oars, right? Octavius Oxenine or Trevon Ripka, Khalil Saunders is Deion Walker's backup, Josiah Hayes or Keyshawn Silver. Like to me, the ores there are just a sign of the depth. I think mm-hmm. the depth is really good there. It's not necessarily a bad thing that no one has won a position battle per se, but those are all, that's a position where you're going to be churning through snaps. You're going to have a heavy, healthy, heavy rotation throughout the year, and you're going to have a lot of guys play there. And so I. I those were the things I think that really stood out to me on the defensive uh, side of the football. I think in some spots they have some pretty good depth, and there's some other spots where they may be a little thin. Yeah, and I, I wanted to bring up another or situation because I know it's one that's talked about a lot, and we haven't spent much time this preseason because, well, frankly, we saw what happened last year. But it, it is different this year, Freddie, where if – the quarterback goes down. You have Liam Cohen guiding that backup quarterback instead of Rich Scangarello. So they'll be they'll, they'll have a greater benefit. But you know, part of it it's just it's going to be a, if you don't have Devin Leary, it, it changes the outcome of your season. However, I think part of that or is if this is uh, an injury that happens mid game, I think Kaya Sharon is best built to just step in and continue running the offense as is. But if it's uh, if you're going into a game week situation. They're probably going to play both of them. Uh, I, I, I would, in fact, like I would, I would, I'd be shocked if they didn't play both of them because of what Wade can do with his legs as a change of pace. 
And I know it's some of it's the quality of football when you're watching Conference USA in Week Zero, but there is some value to being able to roll out two different guys to do different things, and I, and I think that probably would be the case, um, even though Cohen is much higher on where that those second guys are right now. Like I don't I don't think it's just an obvious clear cut like like you're only playing Kosh Aaron and there's no need to play Destin Wade because I think Wade could bring a lot of value as a dual threat weapon if Kentucky's in a pinch at quarterback. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see some packages for Wade in the red zone, short yardage situations, because he can throw and he can run. Uh, so I wouldn't He's a be big surprised. guy, too. Like, yeah, physical. You know. And I have, just, I have a yeah. lot of confidence in, in Sharon being the backup uh, because of the Cohen factor. Uh, you know, a lot of people doubt Kyra, Kaya, but, you know, 16 to 29 – or 170 and a touchdown interception wasn't terrible. And he had a bad offensive coordinator last year in his only start. So, you know, I have confidence that God forbid something happened to, uh, to Leary, but he could come in and be serviceable and, and be okay. But the season, the whole season, the whole year, the whole purpose of playing this 2023 season is to keep Devin Leary in the football game. If you don't have him, mm-hmm. it's over. You know, you can maybe yeah. scratch and call it a six wins, maybe. But without Larry, this thing's over with. Yeah, I'm with Freddie. Like, let's let's cross that bridge if we have to get there. Yeah. But if yeah. it never pops up, let's, I mean, they can put my name on there for who, who cares on a depth chart. Let's let's not cross that bridge till we get there. Let's, let's see what this hype has been about with number 13, and let's see him spin it. He's going to be playing a defense with – Brand new starters across the board in the secondary. And, uh, now Ball State has a good front, a good defensive line, and a really good linebacking corps. Like they, Ball State's got a couple guys: Clayton Cole, Cole Pierce, Sydney Houston, that could play on, on a, multiple SEC teams. Like these guys can go and get after it. So they're going to challenge, I think, a new look Kentucky offensive line, and we're going to have to we're going to see if they they really improve, Nick, on some of these twists and stunt packages. Are they are they are, are they going to get free runners or is Kentucky going to pick stuff up? So we're going to see that. But if they can keep Larry healthy, I think you could see a really big game one performance uh, from the transfer. Um, I uh, one thing I enjoyed about the depth chart too, Freddie. I remember when you first started, and Matt would always joke that you could break down a hell. Stoops even did it on one of those early signing day shows when you were breaking down the punter. Um, <laughs> one thing I haven't seen before. Um, a long snapper and a short snapper. No, um, that's a new one on me. I've never seen yeah. that. Never heard of it. And uh, I like it. As long as special teams is, are improved, I don't care what they call. Because <laughs> you know, it's got to be. It was horrible last year. Oh. Uh, but I will say this about a Mac opponent. This game against Ball State is great for film. Because Mac opponents are physical. And normally, I don't want to generalize the whole conference, but normally MAC teams are extremely well coached because they don't have the resources that everybody else does. They have to coach them up better. So they're going to be at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Now, Kentucky's job is to win the one-on-ones at those point of attacks, right? So the film from this game is going to be really good because Ball State's going to be in position. It's can our guys beat your guy? And that's normally what it is against the Mac opponent. I hated playing Mac teams. 
because I mean, they would just aggravate you to death because, I mean, they would hit you, uh, roll out fakes, I mean, whatever. They just have a chip on their shoulder. Kentucky didn't recruit me. Ohio State didn't recruit me. And we're going to try to beat you up as badly as we can. But, again, they're, they're in the right place, right time, doing the right thing. So it's a great game for Kentucky to evaluate some really good film. Um, I, yeah, and I think, Freddie, you mentioned coaching. Ball State defensive coordinator Tyler Stockton, just remember that yeah. name. Yeah. He is really good. He's going to be on a Power 5 defensive coordinator very, very soon. So yeah. just remember, just remember, Adam Luckett told you on the KSR Football Podcast on August 28th, know the name Tyler Stockton. Um, he is a really good yeah. defensive coordinator, and they're going to have a good plan for Kentucky. And I think Kentucky is specifically early in this game is going to get challenged, especially the, that offensive line. And we're going to find out very quickly what strides they've made. You know, I'll tell you this also, Adam and, and Nick. I was I was on both sidelines for a couple of years doing stuff, you know, with broadcast, whatever. The best coach team that I've seen in person and got to check out during those years, by far, not close with Eastern Michigan, was the best. I mean, it didn't have the best talent, but was the most organized, best teachers, and best coaches that I've seen as a staff on the other side of the sideline, you know. So you might say, well, Kirby's well, – listen, four and five stars. <laughs> it's a big difference. But just pure coaching, the Eastern Michigan staff, I think, was the best that I've seen. And they had the best props and yeah. awesome uniforms yeah. on top of that. And they had some dudes too. Yeah, they Max Crosby dudes. was on that team, right. Yeah, so, yeah. But, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun to go over there and kind of watch them operate on the sideline. And uh, I was incredibly impressed by them. Uh, I'm also incredibly impressed by the wonderful bird dog swag that Adam Luckett's rocking. And you can look impressive this fall while tailgating at the Krogue if you're rocking your bird dogs. I love their bestseller. I know it sounds very basic, but just the khaki shorts with the the liner on the inside, so comfortable, so stylish. And I mean – I hate saying it, but like Freddie, I, I was wearing them the other day, and I just went straight from like formal wear to I'm I'm working out, I'm running around. They're very comfortable. You look good, you feel good, you play good. They pay good, and right now, if you use promo code KSR, you're going to get a hydro flask style water bottle on the house. They're going to chip it in. Uh, whether or not you're, you're you want to rock one of their polos, the polos has a nice collar too, like it. That just I don't know. Some of those can look real sloppy. Not at bird dogs. You're going to yeah. look 100% every single time. Um, and they're real light, too. It's it's not – have you have we checked the weather yet for Saturday? Is it going to be a, a toasty one out at Kroger Field? Well, good thing we're on the internet here. We can just pull it up right quick. High of 89, low of 63. Looks like about kickoff high 70s. So, actually, for the tailgate and the commute in the morning, it's going to be a little bit chilly. Um, Ooh. Nice. Mid sixties, so you might need a little f- quarter zip action when you're having your first beverage of the day. But uh, wind six miles per hour, so for an opener, that's about as good as you could ask for. We've been told too that there might be some Q zips getting cooked up at the Bird Dogs Laboratories as we speak. So get you some Bird Dogs, upgrade your wardrobe this Kentucky football season. Use promo code KSR, and right now you get a Hydro Flash style water bottle on the house. Bird Dogs, it's simply the best. And a few reminders uh, before you go to Kroger Field. One, 
remember the the, ta- the the tickets are digital, so Freddie, download them before you go, so you don't run into weird Wi-Fi issues. Mitch Barnhart said Friday that's upgrading the Wi-Fi on their to-do list, but it's a very expensive uh, piece of the puzzle. So they're working on that, but they did give us beer this fall, and lucky we saw the beer maps and seltzer maps. It looks like there's going to be quite a few stands, uh, but mm-hmm. Mitch Barnhart did stress patience early on. Um, I I would just say some of those, they have the little Kroger stands, Freddie, where it's like a snack bar, and then they got like 16-ounce aluminum can bottles. Like, that might, your grab-and-goes with your card, quick pay in and out, that might be your best way. But uh, just, you might want to be a little patient because uh, it is the first go-around. First time they'll be, they'll be selling beer and seltzers at Kroger Field. Um, what else, what else do we got to remember about kickoff? Oh, uh, and I will say about the stadium, Nick, people are out in force tent, like team tent is out, is out in these streets. So we're going to have some fun environments. I think pregame at the stadium, even for the first game, I you know, it's a nooner. So people might be a slow arriving crowd, but I, I'm expecting a big, tailgate turnout uh, from the Big Blue Nation, and it's only going to get bigger as the season goes on. So I think there's a – the season ticket sales obviously play this out, but there's a lot of hype for this season. and People are excited, and now we just need to get to the games. Like, well, like we talked about, we're done talking. Let's just go play. I'm excited to actually watch a game and have that to talk about, and I think Mark Stoops as well is ready for that, um, oh, judging yeah, by the yeah. kind of tone and the answers from his press conference today. Well, I, I was – there was a couple. I just we got to get to the games. We got a little appetizer during week zero with I don't know eight games or so being played. Um, I mentioned some of the conference USA football. Loved watching Rich Rod get his yeah. first win um, at the FBS. But Freddie, it was one of those classic cases of coach like where coaches are just trying to give the game away, just doing stupid stuff. And I, I loved every single second of it, having them. Having like multiple screens where I can just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're doing that. Like, you know, I. What was also cool too, um, the HBCU game that was on Jackson State versus South Carolina State. They had the bands at halftime, so I had my multi view on with the bands playing in the background while I was watching them try to fix the chains in Las Cruces because they kept having chain malfunctions at New Mexico State. So it was. It was it was what you would expect in week zero. Imagine that There's problems in New Mexico State with a tree growing through the stadium. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's tough. And then uh, Vanderbilt played, so that was oh. interesting. Uh, yeah, that was. Hawaii, yeah. Did you did you watch Vandy? Did you watch any of that game, Freddie? Yeah, I actually did. I watched all of it for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. Same. <laughs> um, can, can I just yeah. say, like, I'm, I'm just sorry to everybody for trying to convince them to drink the Vanderbilt Kool-Aid at SEC media yeah. days. I mean, that was – I'm an idiot. That was not, that was not good. Nothing about that was good. The weather delay – Yeah. I mean, I know they're going under construction, but, you know. They had just a concert. an eyesore, yeah. They had a concert, scoreboard that hangs yeah. and cranes and – there was a typical 6,000 paying customers there. It was just, I don't know. It's embarrassing. Hawaii, Hawaii is getting a fire festival tent, getting ready. Yeah. Um, instead of being in a locker room, it yeah, was a mess. Uh, was and, then, and then stuff in Vanderbilt on the run. Like, yeah. I know it's only week, 
zero, so maybe there's room for improvement. But yeah, I mean, I would if if this is the same kind of performance like it, like, I would hope that Kentucky holds them to close to zero yards rushing, like net. You know what I mean? Yeah, my biggest kind of takeaway from the game is we kind of thought their pass defense could be in trouble. You know, they lose a starting cornerback like right before Falk or right towards the end of the portal window. He goes to Miami. That was a bad part of their team last year. We thought that could be the thing. But, like, you can't – like, it reminded me of Kentucky's offense last year. It came out without Chris Rodriguez and just could not run the football at all. And you're just putting a lot of pressure on a young quarterback to perform at a super, super high level when you do that. Like, that, those boys miss Ray Davis on Saturday. Yeah, They really could have used – a bell cow back to give it to 13 times who could have just went and got 67 yards and just moved chains and ate up some clock. They just didn't have that at all. They couldn't run the ball at all. And, and they weren't even trying to run the ball in between the tackles on against Hawaii. It was it was strictly outside runs. It was jet sweeps with the tight end, in the rounds with receivers. They were getting very cute against Hawaii trying to run the football, and that is not a good sign if that's what you think you have to do to move the football on the ground against Hawaii. So I just think they missed Ray Davis a lot. They're putting a lot of pressure on A.J. Swan. Uh, as a, you know, a starter, he started a handful of games last year, and that's kind of a recipe for disaster. So I, I would be worried about Vanderbilt just from that aspect. The defense is what it is. We, we thought that going in, but that, that, that was the state of their running game. In this conference, you just that's asking for trouble. Swan's going to be well, – a lot's going to be on him, and he's not really, I don't think, ready for that. He's a good-looking young player, but they're going to put a lot on his plate, and that could be trouble for them this year. And so that's – What I got what that What I saw yeah. was a losing recipe. What I got out of it was how good is Ray Davis to run for 1,000 yeah. yards. Yeah. <laughs> now, I do like the safety right, the 6'4 kid that had a couple interceptions. He's not bad. Uh, yeah, they're, they're Taylor passing. can play on defense number one, can get after it. If you can't physically line up and just run over Hawaii, who's not known to be a physical team, uh, major red flags for Vanderbilt. I loved, uh, I loved where we just went like three steps further because it's very easy to just make fun of Vanderbilt's pass defense and think about how many yards Devin Leary might put up against them. But, man, Cole Kubik was talking about it. As soon as Ray Davis came to UK, like, hey, guys, you all don't know what Kentucky's getting with this. I, I think we got a better idea now. Uh, and he hasn't even played a snap yeah. yet for the Cats. Um, so I think the Cats got a good deal. And I just found out a great way to get deal on tickets. It's by using the Game Time app. Game Time app, it's the best place to get last-minute tickets to whatever event. And this weekend, there's college football games all across the co- country. And I was just curious, like I was like, let me look around and see what some prices are some of these games. Um, LSU versus uh, my, why did my brain it just completely went to mush right there? That's a tough ticket. I was like, well, okay, what's another neutral side game? Let's try Louisville Georgia Tech. Game Time App has this cool thing called a zone deal. You swipe to unlock, and it gives you twenty percent off for one amount of time if you act. So. You can get mezzanine-level tickets in that awesome Mercedes-Benz Stadium for 28 bucks, And then if you use the promo code KSR, you'll get $20 more. Now, I don't know how much you want to go watch Louisville-Georgia Tech, um, but 
that's, I mean, there's plenty of great games out there. Uh, you can get last-minute tickets. Maybe you wake up Saturday morning, you feel, you smell that smell of football. You didn't have yeah. tickets to the UK game, but you're like, dude, we got to get up there. The best part about the game time app is that it's just, it's two clicks. That's all it takes. And you can see your seats before you go. So you just scroll, you get all the different angles of where you can sit around the stadium. Two clicks, and the tickets are on your phone just like that. Hold it up, scan when you get in. Game time app, it's the best place to get your tickets for college football this fall. Just use promo code KSR. You get $20 off when you download, or you can visit them online, gametime.co. Promo code KSR for $20 off your first purchase with Game Time. Um, week zero was a nice little taste, uh, but I got to say, the craziest stuff that happened was actually Friday night. And when I, because. I've really felt bad for a lot of those kids. I know, like, Douglas, they practice all week at 6 a.m. because it was yeah. too hot to practice in the afternoon. A lot of teams were just in the gym after school because they couldn't all get, you know, not everybody can get their, get to school at 6 a.m. So it was a mess. But those kids, they jumped over plenty, through plenty of hoops uh, to be able to play on Friday. And then what happens? Uh, it's a 101-degree heat index, and then – it starts lightning everywhere and they can't play. So I, I, I just, I, I, it's a bummer. Like there's no other way to put it. And a lot of these teams, you know, Freddie, it was like our game of the week. You know, this is a bowl game where they're coming from all across the state. Yeah. You, you can't just pack up. You know, it's not like a, you got a dozen kids on a basketball team. Getting yeah. 60, 70 kids across the state on a Saturday. is just too much to ask. It is. You know, I was, I was Adam and I were talking before the, here, I was over there for eight plus hours waiting, and both games got canceled in the Velazzi Bowl. Uh, so yeah, it was a uh, it was a long day, and I think they finally called the Simon Kenton Woodford County game about ten thirty. So long day, but I, I I didn't I was really wanting to see Adams guy uh, play the offensive lineman from Simon Kenton, and just didn't get a chance. And then Saturday night was <laughs> another crazy. LCA game, you know, with Bull County. So, but yeah, there was a lot of cancellations, a lot of games moved, and it's tough because you only get so many opportunities. And several, you know, was something to keep your eye on. Corbin uh, game got canceled, and not rescheduled. You know, mm-hmm. so that that could be something when you down the line, but you know, because you know, Bull County and Corbin are going to eventually oh. meet up, right? Yeah, so and, uh, I don't know how that factors in in the RPI or any of that stuff. So see, and that's uh, yeah, you, that's what's that's out of the bracket thing? are they on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and haven't figured out how that's that could hurt them. You know, I haven't figured out how that stuff works yet, but I know it's not helpful to take uh, a high class team like North Harden off the schedule. Yeah. Um, but Cutter Bowley, that like he just might it just might be a heart attack every week with that team until they get into district play because. I mean, that was another game. Look at that. Went to Banana Land. I was just, scr- yeah. I just kept refreshing YouTube. Dan, Daniel Hager. Uh, we just call him YTD. Yeah, I just kept refreshing his feed because he had highlights rolling. And like, I mean, this throw right here. I bet I watched it twenty five times. Um, he he kept sharing the updates, and it was big play after big play, not just from LCA, uh, but also from Boyle County. Uh, Quisenberry is a bona fide. Badass. He's a playmaker. And then Demaria Brown transferring from Danville. His first game for Boyle. 
He picks off a pass. He has a return touchdown. I mean, he was doing everything for the Rebs, who I believe in our rankings right now are the number one overall team in the state, and I, I can are. buy it. I can buy it. They uh, they got some ball players all over the field, so they're, they're going to be hard to knock off this fall. You know, I was telling you all last week, you know, I saw Bull County and LCA and Bowling Green. I mean, who are you picking for Mr. Football? You got Deuce Bailey from Bowling Green, the quarterback, Bowley at LCA, uh, Bull and, and Hensley, the running back, and you got all the, you got Quisenberry, Sage Dawson from Bull County. There are just so many excellent, excellent skill players this year in, in the state. And we've not even talked about the kid, Corbin, the kid, you know, all these other skill players. I mean, this is an incredibly high year in the state of Kentucky for skill players. Yeah, and then it's making, like Nick said, Banana Land, it's going to make some really fun games when some of these yeah. teams play. Like, well, you mentioned Boyle and Corbin, whenever they meet, like that's going to be must see high school yeah. game. Like you're going to everybody, you're going to want to get to that game, um, where wherever it gets played at. And then I think LCA man, they've played two of the better teams in the state to start off, and it's just been total shootouts, video game type yeah. stuff. And so with with, with jam packed action back and forth, haymakers being thrown by both offenses and even special teams. So that. Like and then they probably have a big game. I think this Friday I get. I think Pikeville's coming to their house, so it's not stopping for them. But it's been a fun, fun high school football season these first two weeks. I mean, we've had some big time games. We haven't really even touched on it. Douglas going into Trinity's house yes. and pulling off yeah. a big win. So yeah, it's been I mean, all. It, Douglas is in six A this year. Yeah. So yeah. that that adds another factor um, there in that in that top division. And so there's just been some some fun games. Like Lexington Catholic loses that tough one at home to Highlands, goes on the road and smashes Madison Central yeah. um, this weekend. And so there's a lot of exciting action going on, and we could have some pretty fun in all six divisions. That start, well, at least that's what it's shaping up to be early. i tell you yeah. what I like about this season, too, is you're getting a lot of matchups that you wouldn't normally see. LCA, oh. LCA Bowling Green, Corbin Douglas. Yeah. I mean, love that. And then Pipeville is like LCA playing all these teams. Pipeville's one A. Yeah, they're yeah. playing up. They just beat who they beat. Like Johnson, Johnson Central. Yeah. yeah, it's huge. So, yeah, and uh, LCA. I, I mean, I love Mayfield as much as anybody, but LCA is not going to see any any team in two A that are as good as Bull County or Bowling Green. Right. Mm-hmm. So and Pipeville's the same way. And it's going to really help these teams. And, it, and you know, one we've not talked about is, is destroying everybody too. Is Cal? You know, they, they yeah. Yeah, they're they're good. They're very very good. So uh, interesting year. It's going to be a fun year. I'm really enjoying it so far. Cal's quarterback is another one, Mr. Football yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, he's committed to. I can't. Yeah, he's committed. East, East Carolina. East Carolina. Hodges. He's Hodges is his name, I believe. And he's putting up some numbers. So, yeah, yeah. this is a heated Mr. Football race. There's no yeah. doubt about it. I know, Ron. Bullet, Bullet, Bullet got beat. Bullet East, yeah. yeah they they, they got yeah, upset PRP. by PRP. Um, yeah. I know I know. Ron and Drew, they, they give Douglas plenty of shine on the radio, so we don't need to give him a ton more. But I will just say that I was, I was almost more impressed with them beating Trinity than winning the 5A state title. Uh, yeah. Like – Coach McPeak, that's 
as much talent as they had, they've had over the last few years. I mean, it wasn't but two or three years ago Trinity was housing them by 50 points in a scrimmage. And for that program to go in there and beat them on the road, I know it was a Saturday and you had a lot of unusual circumstances. Hell, half those kids that were playing for Trinity probably didn't have power when they went home Friday night. So it was unusual. It was weird. But that's still a big statement win to kind of – uh, a nice litmus test to show how far that program's come in just a short amount of time. And it's it's also nice, too, like, look it, I know that, like, for us City of Louisville kids, um, especially in the Sweet 16, I'm very much that there is an anti-Louisville bias around the state, so I love to be just the Louisville guy and ham it up. But it's good for football in the state when those teams get knocked off, when your St. X Tigers get beat. You know, when my sales Colts were rocking and rolling, like, like that, that is good that there, it shows that like, there's not I, I like, see what you did. I see what you did there. Yeah. I see yeah, kinda... what you did there. Okay. You want to talk about the greatness of St. X yeah. Trinity and then just slowly then sneak the sales in there. I saw what you saw. You, I see what you slithery self in guy did in there. Don't think that got by me. But, but that is. St. X Tigers like, 2-0. They are two and zero. I was I was bummed though because I watched the sales score in their opening drive, and then the lightning came rolling in. So I had to stay in the parking lot under the tent and waiting to see what was going to happen with the game. Um, and they ended up losing by a touchdown the following day. But um, high school football is alive and well. There's some more big games coming up this weekend. Um, I know Corbin's hosting a big one, if I'm not mistaken. Is is former Xer Nick Bosch taking Lexcath down there? Is that right? Or yeah, is I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and where are we going to be this week, Freddie? Kroger KSR game of the week is E Town at Taylor County. So, uh, third straight week we've seen it. We'll see a UK commit, Hayes Johnson, uh, against mm-hmm. against E Town, and the Smith brothers are also very good. One is committed to EKU, if I'm not mistaken, from Taylor County. So uh, I'm looking forward to going to Campbellsville. Now you'll be at the Kroger before the game is that yeah, correct I'll be, at, I'll be at the campbellsville program before the game hanging out and then go over to the stadium and uh, that's a quick turnaround from campbellsville back to Versailles to ks bar at eight o'clock for the pregame show so uh, it's that yeah. time of the year for me yeah maybe um i don't know i get, I get you'll be up early anyway i guess but we can't yeah. we can't tag somebody else in for for the 8 a.m shift because that is those yeah. 8 a.m. pregame shows are, are they're, they're early. They're very yeah. early. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, it means the I get to get all my, all my prep work's already done, so I'm good there. Good. Uh, I wish, though, yeah. I wish we had Carson Steele to preview, though, because he was a <laughs> lot of fun watching him action last year. Uh, when he hit the portal, too, I, I, I think Kentucky already had Ray Davis, but nevertheless, I was like, can we get the mullet guy too? He was a lot of fun. But uh, we're going to have a lot more to talk about. Ball State on 11 personnel Wednesday at 8 p.m. And then we're previewing all of the action Friday at noon on the pigskin preview with Luckett and I. So plenty of football coverage coming this week to the KSR YouTube channel. Subscribe. We're almost at is it 23K, 22K. We're almost there. So if you haven't done it yet, smash that subscribe button. Uh, help us get over the hump, a new milestone, as we kick off the Kentucky football season Saturday at noon on the SEC Network. For Freddie Maggard and Adam Luckett, I'm Nick Roush. Go Cats and go Kroger.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.